friends, we are going to have a potentially really awkward conversation today. At least uh, maybe awkward for you (laughs) because we're going to be talking about sex. And as a marriage therapist, I'm actually pretty comfortable talking with other people about their sex life in a healthy and appropriate way in the counseling room. (laughs) But I know from experience that uh, most people are generally not that comfortable talking about it, even with their spouse. And that is what we're talking about today, because it actually is super important and meaningful and helpful to talk about your sex life with your husband. Now, I'm not saying every day you're sitting down and analyzing things. Um, I'm not saying that this has to be some, you know, we have notes and we're comparing them with each other. Like, yes, there are ways you could make this conversation awkward. We're just talking about generally checking in with your husband, having a regular time to talk about this really important part of your relationship. Not just enjoying the physical part of your sex life, but having a verbal part of it as well, connecting around what you like, what you don't like, what's working, what's not working, what you want to change, what you want to try. My goal today is that you will A, feel a little bit more comfortable talking about some of this awkward stuff with your husband. You don't have to talk about it with me. You don't have to talk about it with your friends. You probably shouldn't. But you do need to talk about it with him. And then B, part two of my goal today is that you'll not only feel more comfortable with these conversations, but you'll start having them and finding them fruitful, finding them helpful, finding them to be a blessing to your marriage. So we're going to talk about how to have these conversations with your husband, whether it's good or bad or awkward. (laughs) Why should we do it? How do we do it? And how do we make it meaningful and helpful so that we can really, truly enjoy the physical intimacy in our Christian marriages? That's where we're going today. It's okay if it's awkward. I will not be using any graphic language or anything like that. Um, In a way, we're just kind of two girlfriends sitting down, encouraging each other So that, you know, again, we're not having the conversation, but so that we can go home and have the conversations that we need to have. So buckle your seatbelt, pop in those earbuds, and let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, friends, if you would prefer to um, read some of my thoughts uh, that we're going to talk about today rather than listen to them, let me just start off by reminding you that I always have a blog post style entry on the Love Your People Well website. Um, Some people prefer to read rather than listen. Sometimes that's easier to kind of go back and review, you know, what was that point? What was that top 10 list? Something like that. Sometimes that's easier to share with a friend. So if you'd rather look at it 
on paper, then listen to it, you can always head to the show notes for today, which you can find at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero nine eight, because today is episode 98. And speaking of episode 98, we are going to have just just a couple minutes of some housekeeping logistics right here before we jump into our actual conversation. Um, So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, hello, welcome, I'm glad you're here. You are just in time for a really fun giveaway because we are approaching episode 100. So let me give you really quickly the details of our 100th episode giveaway. I will have a special little bonus episode on the day that it officially starts, but just so you can, um, you know, get excited about it, get that little bug in your ear between Monday, October 3rd, this is 2022 and Tuesday, October 11th, which is the day of episode 100. That's when it will be going live um, sometime during that week. If you leave a written review of the podcast in Apple Podcasts, um, you will be entered into the giveaway. That's literally all you have to do. Well, wait, back up. You have to leave the review and then you have to send me a screenshot of it, okay? Because sometimes it takes a while for it to actually post. I might not see it and you might not get your entry. (laughs) So leave that review before you hit submit or share. I always forget what it says. Take a screenshot. You can email it to me. You can post it online and tag me, um, whatever is best for you, but leave that review of the podcast and you get entered into the giveaway. If you've left a review in the past, that's fine. Leave another one. (laughs) If you use an app where you can't leave a review, um, it would be really awesome. You could email me like a testimonial with permission to maybe put that on the website. You could go to the Facebook page um, somewhere in kind of that uh, official capacity to leave a review for the Love Your People Well podcast. Apple podcast is going to be the best because, um, well, I see that the most easily and that really helps the podcast grow. More and more people get connected with the podcast um, as there are more and more reviews. So hopefully it'll be a five-star review, but you know, hey, that's up to you. That's totally up to you. With that entry, you are entered to win our episode 100 giveaway, which will include a $50 Amazon gift card plus three books, three great books, two of the love languages books. So the five love languages, as well as the five love languages for children or of children, I should say, if you're a parent, a mom, that one is super helpful, as well as the book Crazy Love by Francis Chan, um, you know, really diving into who God is, how he loves us, how that changes us. Um, and then we'll have a coffee gift card in there as well, plus a free digital resource from the Love Your People Well shop of your choosing. That's a lot of stuff, my friend. Um, but I'm excited about this. A hundred episodes <laughs> It's kind of a big deal. So um, my goal was in that giveaway package, you would get something for all four of the pillars of the podcast, something to help you love God better, love yourself, love your family, love others. And so one lucky person is going to leave a review and get that Amazon gift card, several awesome books, some free coffee, a free digital resource, it's some good stuff, my friend. So stay tuned. That officially opens on October 3rd and you can leave that review and hopefully I'll be following up with you on the 11th because you might be the winner. So that is just a bit of our 
housekeeping stuff. Um, but anytime there's free stuff, I'm all about the housekeeping. <laughs> and then let me remind you of some resources linked with our conversation today as we're talking about not just our marriage and loving our husband well, but specifically the physical intimacy within your marriage within your Christ-centered marriage. We do have some earlier episodes around this topic. Um, You can circle back to episode 64, which is nine hot tips to make sure your marriage has amazing intimacy in the bedroom. Episode 41, want to strengthen your marriage? Protect, grow, and help your marriage with this counseling activity I use as a marriage therapist. And then episode 46 was called 12 tips to spice up your marriage building intimacy outside of the bedroom. So I know our conversation today will be helpful, but if that is really a spot in your marriage where you want to grow and enjoy it more and more and more, those episodes might be helpful. I will have links to them in the show notes for today, which again is loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 098. And then we have a whole page on the website with marriage resources. So let me remind you to check that out. It's just loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash marriage. (laughs) Lots of stuff there. Um, A devotional on communication, a free resource on conflict resolution. But again, specifically in the physical intimacy world of your marriage, I highly recommend the online courses from Sheila Ray Gregoire. She's kind of known as like the Christian sex lady. (laughs) She has some books, but she also has some online courses um, specifically about enjoying your sex life in your marriage. And she is God-centered, gospel-centered. She's funny. She's vulnerable. She's real. Um, So you can, of course, learn more about that online. I will have a link in the description for today and, of course, on my own website. But Sheila Ray Gregoire, she has some great stuff. Um, Definitely would go deeper and in more detail than we're going to go on this Uh, podcast. (laughs) So we've got all of that covered. Yes, let me remind you, I am a marriage therapist. But here's my disclaimer. This podcast is not marriage therapy. I am not your therapist. You can always head to the website to find uh, more information, more of my thoughts about mental health, and possibly getting connected with a great marriage counselor who's going to bless and help your marriage. Um, Really, as a counselor, I love marriage therapy because there's nothing quite like watching two people come into the room together who statistically they've been hurting for like around nine years. Most people are waiting many, many, many years from the moment they realize this is a problem that we need help with till they actually seek that type of professional help. So people are coming in typically very hurt, very wounded very distant or struggling and seeing how God will work to restore and heal and build up a marriage is incredible. I don't know this little pitch. I don't know if you want to be a marriage counselor. It's awesome. (laughs) Really, it's just a pitch for marriage and just a reminder to all of us of how, how important that relationship is, not just for our own happiness, but how important it is to the Lord The very first thing he did, well, not, okay, not the very first thing he did. The first thing he did was create relationship between himself and humans. He created Adam, but uh, very quickly he said, it is not good for man to be alone. And he gave Adam a wife and the three of them, God, Adam, and Eve were in perfect relationship at the beginning. And we know 
that didn't last because of us, because of our sin. And it is because of sin that we have brokenness in our marriages. So I hope that your marriage is wonderful and amazing. And maybe even your sex life is wonderful and amazing. But I know many of us at least go through seasons in our marriage where it's hard and it's painful and it's not what we wanted and it's not what we expected. And I am here to tell you that God can work miracles and he can bring healing and he can strengthen even the weakest of marriages. So if you're feeling like, forget my sex life, I'm barely holding on to this marriage, there is hope for you. That might be a sign that uh, reaching out for a marriage therapist might be helpful. But we are specifically today going to talk about the sex side of it. The um, not so much how to improve your sex life in your marriage. Again, we have earlier episodes about that topic. Um, but how do we talk about it? So let's start by acknowledging together, why don't we talk about it? Uh I think it's pretty obvious to say it's awkward. There are words that we probably have tried to avoid using our entire lives. And yet here we are thinking, oh, should I talk about this with the person that I'm doing this stuff with? The person that God has has not only like approved for me to be intimate with, but wants me to be intimate with. It's awkward. Okay, let's just acknowledge that. And if you walk away from our conversation today and you try to have this conversation with your husband, it might be really awkward and that's okay. We can move through that. You have probably had other awkward moments in your marriage um, and that's okay. That can be very intimacy building actually to push through the awkwardness. But also we often avoid talking about our sex life with our husband because we don't feel like we know what to say. We might not even know what we want, like Maybe you're feeling kind of eh, bleh about your sex life. It's not bad, but it's not great. But if you don't really know what you want, what might make it great, how are you going to talk about it? And so if we lack either the vocabulary for what to talk about, or we lack maybe ideas for what to do. Now, let me just say that's a great spot for one of those courses from Sheila Ray Gregoire, (laughs) because uh, she has plenty of practical, realistic ideas for increasing enjoyment in your intimacy. But if we don't know what to say, it's really hard to try to have a conversation about it. But a few other reasons of why we don't talk about it is because often as wives, we wait for our husband to initiate these type of conversations. Uh, We might sometimes feel frustrated that he's not initiating these conversations or, you know, wait, we're kind of assuming like, are you happy with this? Because I'm not happy with this, but we're not talking about it. A lot of times because we see our husbands as that spiritual leader of the family, um, and there certainly are many biblical supports for that, we step back and we wait and we think if he's not initiating it, I can't or I shouldn't or um, he's happy and, and I'm not. We start making assumptions. So that can get in the way of having a helpful conversation. And I would also add, we often don't talk about these things because we're tired. We've got a lot going on. Um, Women typically, especially if you have little children in the home, uh, women tend to be a little less interested in being physically intimate. Um, Not that we don't want to be or enjoy it, um, but just statistically, stereotypically, women tend to 
you know, be tired or have the headache or just be worn out from everything we've done all day. And it might not be a priority for us in the same way that it is for our husbands. And we may not even know that if we're not talking about it. So there are plenty of reasons why we shy away from these conversations or avoid these conversations. Let's just normalize that. These are potentially really awkward conversations where we might not really know what to say. We might feel like we're not saying the right thing. And we might really feel like I'm just having this conversation out of obligation. I don't really want to. I don't really care. It's not a priority or I'm tired. All of that is normal. But my friend, let's also acknowledge why should we talk about this? Why should we have conversations with our husbands about our sex life, about the intimacy in our marriage? First of all, the physical part of your marriage is a critical part of your marriage, of a healthy, happy, and holy marriage. God (laughs) designed marriage to include sex. Right off the bat, he's telling Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Well, there's only one way that that happens, my friend. (laughs) And yes, there's technology now. And, um, you know, even my husband and I, we adopted our children as embryos. And I was fortunate enough to be pregnant with them, you know, but it was not the standard go forth and multiply (laughs) type of situation. Well, okay, all of that is just a result of the brokenness from sin that we don't necessarily have children in the most standard of ways today. That does not change the fact that God designed marriage to include having children and all the stuff that goes along with how that happens. But also, why should we talk about this? Because it's really easy to get stuck in a rut and to get kind of caught on autopilot. We just do what we do. We, you know, every Monday night or every year on our anniversary, we do the same thing or we always do the same moves or we, you know, we're always in the same location. That's not necessarily bad, but it's really easy to get stuck in a rut. And when we are stuck in a rut, It's really easy to start taking our spouse for granted or even potentially to open the door for Satan to start offering temptations that neither of us want. Now, I'm not saying that that will happen if you're kind of stuck in a rut, but if you're even thinking about it as, gosh, we're stuck in a rut, then there's probably a level of dissatisfaction with it because that language, stuck in a rut, is not typically... Uh, not language we're going to use about something that we're excited about. If we love the rut, if we love that habit or that consistency, then we're not going to think about it in the same way. So it is helpful to talk about it just so that it stays at the front of our mind and so that we are initiating and creating opportunities to potentially, you know, try something new, you know, just make sure that everyone is satisfied with this part of our marriage. We also need to talk about our sex life with our husband because it keeps you growing closer together. You are building knowledge of each other. And it's a lot more likely you will enjoy your physical intimacy more and more and more as the years go by if you're talking about it. If it comes up in conversation beyond the actual five minutes or 50 minutes or whatever it is that you are physically intimate together. And we said one of the big reasons we don't talk about it is because it's awkward. 
So let's just be real. The more you talk about it, the less awkward it's going to be. Why can I start this podcast episode saying you might feel awkward, but I'm not going to feel awkward. It's because I've talked about this hundreds and hundreds of times with many different couples dealing with many different issues. Now, I'm not a sex therapist. That is a a thing. I don't have that specialization. Plenty of couples are struggling with things outside of the bedroom. (laughs) Um, But that is a part of a marriage that I'm always going to check in on as a counselor because I know how important it is. I know how impactful it is on the marriage as a whole. So if you want it to get less awkward, talk about it more often. (laughs) Just talk about it with the right person, which is your husband. Um, And then the last thing I would highlight, just so that we're all having a little fun with this conversation, why should you have sex conversations with your husband? Why should you talk about the intimacy in your marriage? Well, that conversation itself can sometimes be a turn on. It can increase the desire to be intimate together because you're talking about it. (laughs) And some of the things we will we're about to jump into as far as how to have those conversations can increase that part of it, can make you not only enjoy the conversation, but potentially enjoy each other after the conversation. Now, that's not necessarily the goal of the conversation. Um, I know sometimes wives feel that way, like, well, he only, you know, my husband only kisses me when he wants us to head to the bedroom and be intimate together, or my husband only buys me flowers if he's wanting to get lucky tonight or, you know, whatever euphemism you want to put in there. And there are husbands that approach their wives that way. If that's your husband, guess what? You should talk about it. (laughs) And it's a lot better to have those conversations at a separate time, like not when you're about to be intimate or you just were intimate or someone is wanting to be intimate. Um, Because there's going to be a lot more emotion, you're going to take things more personally. It's a much better and easier to have these conversations at a separate time, a more neutral time, maybe even a really boring time, maybe even when you, you can't be intimate right now, especially if it maybe is a hard conversation that you need to have. So I am not going to hit today on every aspect of how to have these conversations with your husband. Um, I think that could be a little too overwhelming. What we are going to do today is I will suggest to you following the TALK acronym, T-A-L-K. So when you're feeling really awkward about this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what was it that Jessica suggested that we should talk about? T-A-L-K, TALK. Okay, our goal is you're talking with your husband and these four elements will help that conversation be fruitful and, uh, and helpful. So the T stands for trust in the big picture and the small picture. So in the big picture, your marriage is not all about sex. Okay. So if you don't trust your husband in areas outside of the bedroom, maybe there is some distrust with how he handles finances or how he is disciplining your kids or how he talks to um, your mom, whatever it is. If you have trust issues separate from the physical part of your relationship, that is going to hurt the physical part of your relationship. And so those are issues that also need to be addressed. And they, um, again, are conversations where it's going to be helpful to push through the awkwardness and figure out how do I say this to you. Those are conversations that will be helpful to have 
again, when it's not in the heat of the moment, like as your husband is disciplining your child and you're thinking, oh, I really don't want you to do that. That's not the time to try to have a productive conversation. You're going to need to circle back to that when the emotions are lower and you can both actually think through why you do what you do, why you think what you think. But if you have some trust issues in your marriage, you need to deal with those in order to enjoy your sex life, but also probably even to talk about it in a helpful way. And then in the smaller picture, you need to have trust within the physical part of your relationship. So yes, that absolutely includes if you do not trust each other and your faithfulness to one another, if there are concerns about um, him and his interactions with other women or you and your interactions with other men, if there are concerns about pornography or anything like that, those are issues that are going to need to be dealt with. And they probably need to be um, their own conversations, like not within this conversation we're really leaning on today of like, what's happening when you're in the bedroom? How do you talk about that and make sure you're both enjoying that and getting the most out of that? These probably need to be other conversations because they indicate a big problem in your marriage. These are really good times when I recommend to people talk to your pastor, talk to a therapist, um, talk to someone who's the professional third party who can help you have these really hard conversations. But even if you don't have maybe big trust issues, you need to be aware that as you approach your husband to have conversations about the intimacy in your marriage, um, you need to be aware of what do you need in order to trust your husband? Are the boundaries um, with outside parties, are they clear? Are they ever kind of a question mark? Well, you need to clarify them. Um, Do you trust each other in the bedroom that if you say, okay, I don't like this, we need to stop, even in the heat of the moment, he's going to stop. Can you trust him to do that? And so it's worth identifying for yourself where you might have some struggles with trust. Again, that might be big picture, like big issues in your marriage, or it might be just maybe some of the smaller nuances of what your intimacy looks like but you have to have trust. And if you don't, you have to start there. That is where the conversation starts. You may or may not want to actually use the word trust um, to use a saying like, I don't trust you. Um, That could be a very hurtful saying um, that really is probably going to put your husband on the defensive. And so again, this is worth thinking through what do I need here? What am I hoping to get from this conversation? And how would I word that? to my husband in a way that he can receive it and we can have this conversation. So um, I want to give examples as we go through today because I know that can be really helpful with awkward conversations. And so if we just imagine you're trying to talk with your husband about um, maybe let's not go into some of these big, deep, like he has a pornography addiction or you're concerned about his faithfulness. We're not going to go there, but let's think about maybe the smaller this probably happens for a lot of couples type of trust issues. Um, If you're feeling maybe like, I want to be a little more creative in the bedroom, I want to try some new stuff. um, But I really, I worry that you won't stop if I want you to stop, or I worry that you're going to be disappointed or upset with me if I don't enjoy it. And maybe I want to change direction like halfway through our intimate night together, you might be thinking that, 
how would you talk about that with your husband? Um, I would suggest you probably just say it just like I just said it. <laughs> you would say, you know, start with the positive there that, hey, I really want to try some new stuff. You've mentioned wanting to try this or this or this. Um, or I've been thinking and kind of daydreaming about this and this and this. I think it'd be really fun for us to try that. But I'm finding myself feeling really uncomfortable about it or feeling a little awkward or nervous about it. And I really want to make sure we're on the same page about how we would call it off in the middle if one of us needs to. I need you to be okay with that, babe. So tell me, you know, how can we do that? What language can I use or like what needs to happen so that we can try something new, but I can feel more confident and comfortable that you're okay if we need to stop in the middle. You know, try to frame it with the positive there. He's probably going to be kind of intrigued, at least, that you want to try something new. And then tell him what you're concerned about. You're not blaming him that, you know, I don't think you're going to listen to me or you never listen to me. And so that's why I'm worried. You want to frame it that I'm worried about blah, 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 or I am feeling blah, blah, blah. And then if you can offer a solution there, this is what I need from you, or this is what I need from our interaction, because that sets him up for success to be able to say yes or no, or to be able to say, okay, well, if we need to call it off in the middle, uh, this is the best way for you to do that so that I don't feel like, you know, like I can't stop or something like that. Again, that's just an example as far as what that part of the conversation might look like, might sound like. So that's the T, trust. You have to address trust before you can go anywhere else with these conversations. The A in our TALK acronym stands for Accentuate the Positive. And this is probably not news to you uh, because this helps every conversation, but really accentuate, make a big deal about the positive. What is he doing right? Like what are the things you already really enjoy about your sex life? When are the moments when you feel closest to him, when you desire him the most? What are the things about him or about your relationship or the things that he does that you find so sexy or so appealing or so comforting or so incredible or, you know, whatever adjective you want to put in there? Highlight those during this conversation and highlight them often, my friend. You probably want to start with them. You definitely want to bring them up again in the middle. You definitely want to bring them up again at the end. And there are several reasons for this. Um, partly, this is a great way to encourage your husband. Um, Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that we should be building others up with our words. Nothing is going to build your husband up more than feeling like you think he's a rock star in the bedroom. Now, you might not quite feel that that's entirely true, but there probably are some things that you do enjoy. It might feel like I enjoy one thing and then there's 10 things I want to change. Okay, highlight that one thing. Make a big deal about that one thing. If you want something to happen more, <laughs> this is a way to help him want to do it more. He's going to notice it. He's going to feel like he's doing something right. And we all like to feel like we're doing something right. So this is not only a great way to build up your husband, it's a great way to get the things that you desire from the physical intimacy in your marriage happening more often. And even if it's something maybe that you want to, this is, again, let's think about an example. What might this sound like? Let's imagine you really like it when your husband kisses your ear, okay, during your times of intimacy together. Um, and he only does that every once in a while because whatever, that's just not his thing. He's never really thought about it. 
it's pretty easy then either when he's doing it to say, oh my gosh, that feels amazing. Or afterward or during these actual sex conversations, when you're not in the moment, but you're talking about the moment, to tell him that, to just say, you know, one of the things that I really love is when you kiss my ear. And you can go on. You can tell him why you love it. You can tell him how he does it. That's so amazing. Um, And if you are thinking, gosh, I love it when he kisses my ear. Wouldn't it be incredible if he uh, blew in my ear? You know, little air. (sighs) Ha. Uh, you can tell him that. I love it when you kiss me here. And oh, you know what I think would be incredible alongside that is if you tried this. That's a great way to offer a suggestion of something that you would like to be different or you would like to add in or change a little bit um, because you're pairing it with something that he's already doing that he knows you like, you know that you like. Again, he gets to be successful and you get to make potentially some changes that you are excited about. So as you're having these conversations with your husband, accentuate the positive, make a big deal about the things that are already awesome in your marriage. These do not just have to be related to the physical intimacy. If you love it when he buys you flowers, tell him that. If you love it when he takes out the trash, tell him that, like say thank you, make a big deal about it. Even if you're thinking, well, of course he should, he created half of the trash, he should take out the trash. Well, if that's what you're saying, you're really not building him up. You're not making him excited to take out the trash. But if what you're telling him is, oh my gosh, I love it when you take out the trash. Oh, it is just such a relief. I feel so taken care of. It really just reminds me of what an amazing husband you are. Trust me, he's going to look forward to taking out the trash (laughs) at least a little bit more. And you might not even have to remind him as often because he's going to know how meaningful that is. The L, T-A-L-K. L is for learn. Learn your husband. Now you might already feel like, girl, we've been married for 10 years. Like I already know everything about him. Trust me, you don't know everything about him. You need to not only be trying to continue learning about your husband, um, particularly in these conversations, learning about his likes or his dislikes, his favorite memories when it comes to intimacy in your marriage, maybe the things that he uh, wants to try or daydreams about or whatever it is. Figure out what he likes, what he doesn't like. But then also, you need to remember those things. If he says, I love it when you tell me, you know, when you call me babe, that that's my kind of pet name. You call me babe and I just feel like, man, yes, I'm, I'm her husband. I love it. It makes me feel loved. It makes me feel cared for. You need to remember that. So the next time, you can call him babe. You can keep using that as that little pet name. You might think that's a dumb one, but if he likes it, (laughs) that's worth not only knowing, but remembering and then doing something about it. And again, this goes beyond the actual bedroom. You need to learn about your husband. How does he best um, feel respected? Is it when you tell him, honey, I respect you? Or is it when you defer to him with a big decision that needs to be made and that makes him feel respected? Is it when he overhears you saying something nice about him to a friend at church? I mean, those probably are all great things, but different elements of that are going to hit home for your husband in a unique way. So learn these things about your husband. Learn the, the language that he likes. Learn the actions that he likes. 
learn, you know, what time of day is best to talk about these awkward conversations. <laughs> if he's exhausted at the end of the day, then that's not the time to try to have a difficult conversation. Um, learn what time of day he most enjoys being intimate with you. Like learn these things about your husband and remember them and take action on them. I'm not saying you have to do everything that he might want you to do or express interest in, but if you continually forget that he even expressed interest in it, you just kind of ignore it, it's in one ear and out the other, that is not the way to show your husband that you love him and you care and you want to enjoy your sex life. And then our last element here is the K, to keep focused. Now this is, again, similar to trust. There's like the big picture, keep focused, as well as the small picture. So in the big picture, stay focused on the intimacy in your marriage. If you, I'm, I'm not saying you have to have these conversations every single day or every week or whatever. Um, I am saying, don't forget your anniversary. <laughs> I am saying, don't suddenly realize, gosh, it's been six months and we haven't been intimate together continue to have the romance and the intimacy in your marriage be a part of your marriage. Stay focused on that. It's not your only focus, but you can't pretend it's not a part of your marriage. And I get it, friend. This is hard. You're busy with the kids. You're busy with your job. You're busy at church. He's busy at his job. The car needs repairs. Um, There's always some cleaning and some cooking and some shopping. There's a thousand things to do. And you just might not think about it or be that worried about it or be that interested in it when it comes to being intimate together. But if you really want to bless your marriage, you want to have a happy, healthy, holy marriage that you love for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you need to make sure that intimacy remains a focus point of your marriage. So that's the big picture. But in the small picture, how do you have these conversations with your husband it can be really helpful to make these intentional conversations. Just like you might sit down and say, okay, we got to talk about the budget. How much are we spending? How much are we making? Uh, What's our plan for retirement? You might sit down and have those conversations. You might not like them. They might be awkward. You might have to put it on the calendar because otherwise it never happens. It's okay to do the same thing with a conversation about your sex life. It's okay to say, hey, honey, every month on the third of the month, Um, let's check in about this. It might just be a five minute check-in to say, hey, how are you feeling these days about our sex life? Is there anything that you wish I was doing differently? Anything that you want to highlight for me? If you both know that that conversation is coming, it's going to be a lot easier to have the conversation because you'll already be prepared. (laughs) You'll know what are those positive things I really want to highlight? What are the things I've thought about that we might want to try or might want to change? You're able to be prepared And you're able to be prepared for the awkwardness to like to know, okay, the third of the month is coming. This might be super awkward. So maybe tonight we get takeout instead of cooking or we get a babysitter and we go on a date and we talk about this. Um, Or maybe, you know, the third of the month, we're going to be intimate together because this is a fun conversation and we're going to think of something new to try and we're going to try it. Especially as you have these conversations month after month or year after year, there's no required timeline, of course. Um, Just make sure it's happening regularly and that the conversation is not filled with a thousand other things. This is not the time to review the budget. 
This is not the time to look at the calendar and clarify, oh, who's taking kiddo number three to guitar lessons on Thursday? This is not the time for those things. Again, it might just be a little five-minute check-in. This does not have to be a huge, long, detailed conversation. But it's worth knowing we are intentionally focusing on this topic, this issue, this part of our marriage on a regular basis so that if there are issues, we're going to catch them early. If there are things that someone wants to change, we're going to be able to talk about that and consider that and possibly change them. If you have wanted something to change in your marriage for four years and it's never come up as a part of the conversation, that's a problem. You're probably going to get frustrated about it. You're going to get annoyed by it. Um, Some resentment or bitterness is a lot more likely to build up in that situation. And that could be happening for your husband and you don't even know about it because you're not talking about it. So my friends, I know these might be awkward conversations, but that's okay. Our talk acronym here was TRUST to prioritize addressing any issues of trust, whether they're big or little. That's a huge part of the sex aspect of your marriage. And then accentuate the positive. Really press on that, highlight that, make a big deal about that when you're talking about this. To focus on learning about your husband. Ask him questions. Remember what he says. Take action on things that he has commented on. It's not just about telling him, this is what I want, this is what I need. That has to be a part of it, of course, but you want to learn about your husband. In these conversations, as well, of course, as outside of these conversations. And then you also want to keep focused. Keep focused on the intimacy in your marriage and keep focused in the conversation on the topic that you're actually talking about. If you need to write down some bullet points before you meet together, that's fine. You would not be the first wife to do that. And it's just going to send your husband the message that you're taking this seriously, that you want both of you to enjoy this part of your marriage. And then outside of the talk acronym, let me just offer a little, uh, I don't know, like a little extra piece of advice here. (laughs) Um, Especially if you're feeling awkward about these conversations, it might be helpful to practice what you want to say in front of the mirror. If you can't say it to yourself, you're really going to struggle to say it to your husband. And so if you need to have a conversation about, you know, a certain body part or a certain action or a certain position or whatever it might be that you're like, this is awkward. I never try to talk about these things. I'm a good Christian girl. I shouldn't talk about these things. Practice what you want to say before you're sitting down for the conversation. And it's okay in the conversation to tell him, I feel super awkward about this, but I really need to say it. And so I'm just going to say it. It's okay to acknowledge that. It can actually be really helpful to acknowledge that. And then to just say it. And it's okay to laugh in these conversations. And it's okay to fumble over your words in these conversations. The important thing is you and your husband are not only being intimate together, but you're checking in, you're talking about it. Um, Maybe you're sitting next to each other. Maybe you're across from each other, looking each other in the eye. Whatever you need to do, have these conversations, my friend. It will bless your marriage. It will help your marriage. And if you need more resources for your marriage, you can find a lot of great stuff on the website. Again, it's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash marriage. 
or if you want the show notes for today, you want to kind of review this or see those links to some other episodes, that's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero nine eight. And friends, that is all we have for today. We will be back on Friday with our Friday Faith follow-up episode, um, digging into the gospel, taking a look at what does the gospel have to say about our marriage when it feels like kind of boring or not worth the effort or just not enjoying it? (laughs) How do we find hope in the Lord if that is the season that our marriage is in? So if that is you, you definitely want to (laughs) circle back with us on Friday because we will be diving in to that topic so that we can continue to not only um, enjoy our marriages, but to get through the hard seasons of our marriages. And until then, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.